and I am recording. As am I. Okay. Ready? One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Awesome. Six. Okay. (laughs) I always have to have the last laugh. Get out of here. Rise and shine. Well, a very heavy, 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 Ice chai here with oat milk, of course, because I don't hate the environment. If you drink dairy, you're a bad person. <laughs> As I just that goes without ate, saying. Ate too many pe- ate too many pizzas. Anyways, Ugh. I was at the Starbucks, and it's like inside the. I know I said it was at Safeway. It was Ralph's, but same thing. Why would I you was, fucking lie to me? I'm sorry. We have to end the pod. This podcast is. <laughs> it's the foundation of this podcast is trust. Honesty, respect, loyalty, and love. And how Nick, dare you break those? This podcast is built on radical honesty and vulnerability. And I feel like you just really violated that trust that we had between us. So unfortunately, I am going to be ending this Zoom call. Do not contact me again. Are you playing the role of me? What just happened? What does that sound like you? <laughs> talking to yourself in the third person so i thought you were pretending to be me i was pretending to be you if you were someone else <laughs> so me you never know okay. what you're gonna get with me so so anyways, you were at safeway ralph's i'm at ralph's um i was about to say what street it's on i was like come find me um <laughs> <laughs> he's there every day ladies yeah. uh, speaking of heterosexuality so i walk up to the starbucks like inside the ralph's and because i also needed to get my red bull for this you know two birds and i ooh, rain kind of slaps rain sends me into another universe like hikey okay um <laughs> clarice said i won't put animal products in my body but i will put literal gasoline <laughs> Baby girl. Okay. I said so, vegan for the animals and no other reason. So I walk up to the counter and it's this like older black lady who's like maybe like five foot four. And she's like, what can I do you for tall, dark and handsome? And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we have her on? I was like, oh, my God. And so I like or I was just like laughing so hard because I'm like. Anytime a stranger like compliments me like that, I get very, I'm just like, oh, that's okay. Like, yeah. I was like, I want to fuck you, Judith. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Hell yeah. I order my drink and she's like, all right, coming right up, handsome. You, t-, She's like, you're going to go tell your mom that a 60 year old woman hit on you at Starbucks. And I'm like, or no, didn't hit on me, but called me handsome. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes, I will. And she said. She said, well, Don't tell put your words in Judith's mouth. And she, <laughs> I'm not here to speak Judith's story. I'm here to give Judith a platform. <laughs> what did we talk about, about radical honesty and vulnerability? Nick, come on. Radi- radical honesty. The word radical is one of the worst words in the English language. <laughs> I like it only when it's used by surfer dudes radical. Mm-hmm. That's the only time it's appropriate. I don't like it when it's used by social workers. Like, keep that shit yeah. away from me. <laughs> Stay away. So 
she's like, well, tell your mom that she and your dad did a great job. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So and you're like, they're actually divorced. I'm like, my mom's dead. Um, I think about that a lot because, like, we don't realize because one of my like one of my best friends mom died when they were like six or seven. And I don't I just think about how we like assume people have both parents or like their situation and how like casually triggering that might be. <laughs> I told you at the time, did I tell you about this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> You're not reading my mind. Okay, so it was during a musical, a show, mm-hmm. TBT, and we were all, like, backstage before, like, we had a performance. Yes. And we were all talking about, like, our parents for some reason, and we are talking about, like, whose parents were still together or whatever, and I looked at one of the girls, and I was like, yeah, Jessica, like, are your parents still married? Oh, and wow. she bursts into tears and goes, not of this more, not as of this morning. <laughs> Yeah. I, and I was yeah. like, how the hell was I supposed to know? Oh, shit. That's I mean, you, there's no way you could have known. But yeah, like I mean, like we whatever. laughed not it to off, make, but at the time I was like, not, not to me, not to make Judith's compliment of me into something way too serious. It was nice. Whatever. I felt good. I just you should have fun. taken that as a learning moment and been like, so, Judith, actually, my parents, I do have both living parents. But what if I didn't? Think before you speak. And then you take your tip out of the tip jar. And you're like, you can have this when you've earned it. I hand her a pamphlet to the Freemasons. <laughs> Join us. I actually have a business venture for you, Judith. Yeah. I was like, hey, you seem like a girl boss. <laughs> I get Judith in on my MLM. Oh, my God. You got Judith selling Mary Kay. Like, it's Judith, not a pyramid scheme. you should be it's selling Mary Kay. Scheme. Yeah. You look like like a gal who should be driving a pink Cadillac. I'm like, Judith, you know how I got this flawless skin that you commented on? What if I told you you could get that with three easy payments of $299.99 plus shipping and handling? What if I told you that? She'd be like, no. If someone did that at my place of employment. You'd get out the symbols. No. I I like to use symbols as a last resort. I do this thing whenever someone's like makes me lightly uncomfortable as I am the employee and they're the customer. I try to make them feel like they shouldn't be talking to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. Like I pull out high school mean girl sounds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. High like, school mean girl driving sounds. driving a pink Cadillac. Oh, my God. God, literally no that's like especially uh-huh. for you're always dressing up i couldn't i just like roll out of bed and like put my sweats on like <laughs> for older men <laughs> for older men who either um can't or ignore obvious social cues it's a good one i had a customer mm-hmm. when i worked at redacted salad restaurant i had this customer who at first, he reminded me of my deceased grandfather. And it really warmed my heart. Like, he was so sweet, and he seemed like, I think he was a lawyer, so he just had, like, smart old man energy to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm saying was. I don't know if this man is still alive, but to me, he's not. Um, 
we had like a nice banter. Oh, and he was vegan. So I was like, we got along with that. And like, he told me about cool. how his wife wasn't vegan, but like they mostly ate vegan meals together. And like, so I, he'd always like, let me like make up a salad for him. Like he wouldn't order a menu item would just be like, yeah, like make me whatever you want. Oh my God. And you're like, chicken. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. And then until he started flirting with me and then I was mm. like, oh, you did remind me of my dead grandpa. Not anymore. So you should have then, told him that as soon as he started flirting. You're like, oh, you remind me of my dead grandpa. Do you want to remind me of him a little bit more? I should have. Fuck. I wish I was that ballsy. If my life was a movie, that's what I would have said. Of course. If we were a movie. <laughs> You'd be here right now. I'd well, be the best friend. You your life, your life isn't a movie. Your life is a budding podcast. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then after COVID, when we reopened, my man came back. And one day mm. I was like, what's up? Like, how's it going? Whatever. And he was like, oh, I'm okay. My wife and I are getting a divorce. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he was like, You're like time for me to sweep in. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's one sided. I just am not happy anymore. And I'm like, okay. And he's she like, yeah, it's weird. Dairy. We still work together. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, we still live together. But it's weird being single for the first time in 22 years. And he kept fucking saying that. And I was Big like, great. So, like, energy. how long I've been alive. It was weird. Then I quit. The end. What would you think about having our moms on the podcast for a mom episode? <laughs> for a Mother's Day special. <laughs> we ask our moms questions. That's a great idea. That's I think that's so funny. I, I I've been thinking about that for a while. And I'm like. I think you, me, and both of our moms in the same room <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> oh, and then oh we do it with no, our dad. That's dads. literally a horror. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, like, wouldn't participate. He would just be silent and weird. My dad would attempt to be funny, and it would we'd get canceled. <laughs> my dad would say something inappropriate, and I would be like, why the fuck did you say that? <laughs> People upstairs are moving out, and it sounds like they're I having a small that. dance party. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, unce, sm unce, a unce, small unce. dance party, a stationary dance party. Um, when Sophie and I were little, we used to have pants off, dance off, which is where we turned the lights on and would turn like one colorful light on, and we would dance in the dark with our pants off, like literally. I love that for oh my god, the fucking Christmas donkey. That was our jam. <laughs> I sent that to her. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. That was literally <laughs> our fucking... We I can loved see, that song. I can, I can fully see... I can still see you guys doing that. I would love to. Oh, my God. Oh, good. 16 good. minutes in and we hey. remembered. Look yes. At that. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome. Hey. This is Two Girls, One Brain Cell. But you knew I'm that. I'm sorry. That's that. Nick. I almost oh. said that's Nick. I'm like, that's Nick right there. I pointed myself. Do you do that when you wake up and you look in the mirror? You like, go, that's, that's Nick. Nick. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys wouldn't mind, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please Stop rate us. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Stop. Please rate us five. <laughs> please rate us five stars. Write a little review. It genuinely really helps us. Subscribe if you haven't already. Um, those do genuinely very much help us, and we also just really appreciate it. If you want to show us a little more support, if you want to subscribe to us on Patreon, 
Um, you get bonus content and we actually just released, um, our third student mail on Patreon, like three days early for our patrons. Um, so if you, you get want to see me some early some content. weird keto shit. Mm-hmm. That's the only Claire, place you can find that content. Claire will be eating and we will be filming it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a good time. It's like last week I, I put up like an eight minute eight minutes of cut content from our last episode because it was like a more delicate topic, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I just wanted to put it on Patreon rather than like a full episode. Um, but yeah, things like that. And it does. Really, Only a really select few can cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the link to our Patreon uh, is in the show notes uh, of what you're listening to right now. Um, and it's also in our Instagram bio on our website, blah, 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 blah. Talk you know the drill, etc. <laughs> Write in any stories that you think are relevant to anything that we've talked about. If you have um, anything yeah. you just want to share truly if you need, if you want to confess something if you have a confession oh i would love to hear confession like an anonymous confession when you submit through the website if you don't put your name i do not know who it is <laughs> this is true <laughs> it's genuinely anonymous i do not know who it is um but yeah uh that's our plugging for promotion right now um we also have some exciting things Along the way, coming, coming, I'd say in the next month. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and tickets for our um, West Coast tour do go on sale on the 24th. So like the, a so last they minute go, Christmas gift. They go on pre-sale on the 20th for our patrons. Um, we're doing a COVID tour. Um, so we all make out and we all get COVID. <laughs> it's an orgy. You have to be positive to get in. So start licking the streets, baby. What if, <laughs> what if we were like, this is a positive only event because then no one would get infected. That's so smart. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Our brains. Wait. 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 I should be Wait. a doctor. Okay. So Starbucks lady was my first point of business. Um, Check. Do you have something or should I go on? My no, answer? nothing happens in my world. Okay. These days. Do you want to talk about your furniture? Oh my God. Um, hi, I've been really just using and abusing my Instagram stories for both of them, both of them. So funny. I've just decided that if I act like a famous person and post I love long, how I love how you are on your regular Instagram because I, I, I mean this, this is not a backhanded compliment. I mean this as a compliment. I would be so nervous, like just like vlogging like that on my regular instagram and i only have like 450 followers you have like 900 i'm like oh my god i could not speak to that many people <laughs> i just don't give a fuck is the problem i know i love that for you i need it's, that i've kind of always been like that like as a child mm -hmm. sophie and i used to wear like fake mustaches out in public and like do weird <laughs> like i've just always been kind of not <laughs> like if if people i'm sure people do talk shit and i don't that's like what I want. I want people I went to high school with who I don't know very well to be talking shit about me in their group chats. That's my goal. I think that's definitely happening. <laughs> Pro 
Probably. <laughs> Fuck, probably. And I hope it is. They're like, have you I'm seen this? I'm disappointed in you if it's not. <laughs> have you seen this dumbass's podcast? Literally. <laughs> oh my God. I, no, I like, I love pretending like I'm a famous person and mm-hmm. vlogging on my Instagram story. But basically. I like the, I like the idea of all my Chapman friends seeing that I have a podcast and then being like, who's Claret? Because like, it's just such different like worlds of mine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I did have about- a whole nother life outside of Orange, California. <laughs> I talk about you to people that like don't know that know me. we are yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Like you're like my mother or something. I'm like, oh yeah, so I'm <laughs> talking to Nick. Like in the same way, I'd be like, yeah, I was talking to my mom. Everyone's like, who the fuck is Nick? My imaginary friend. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've been on a quest. You froze. Oh, you're laughing. I know, I, I'm just laughing. <laughs> I've been on a quest to redecorate this living room of mine. Mm-hmm. And I just went on a fucking rant. Like I'm some HGTV, Joanna Gaines, <laughs> Chip, what the fuck. Chip Gaines as well. Like, <laughs> same I, last name. <laughs> oh, they have the same last name. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them for getting married and choosing to keep each other's last name. That's, mm-hmm. that's way to bold. uphold the sanctity of marriage. Once again, marriage is between. I'm changing my last name. Marriage is between an interior you designer and, and a contractor, and no one else. <laughs> Period. God said interior designer and contractor, not. <laughs> interior designer and other go to genesis 416 he said it he said that he said it right there he got in his little typewriter and he went pity patty pat (laughs) what if we translated the bible wrong and it didn't say adam and eve it actually said contractor and contractor (laughs) so all you homophobes can take that what if everyone had to like confront their homophobia because we realized that the bible actually just didn't want contractors to get married what if we get a genocide against contractors? Even if even if we found out something world changing about the Bible, like if we found out it was actually written in like the 1700s and made up or whatever. If we found out that people like I think this year yes. has taught us that people will be like, that's fake news. <laughs> like, so whatever people are going to believe whatever the fuck they're going to believe. Haters going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to shake, shake, shake. (laughs) Shake it off. Why do you want to talk about Taylor Swift once I talk about my fascinating living room content? I have have something after your, I have something kind of big, two big things actually after your living room. So continue. Okay. My thing is so not interesting. I bought a coffee table. The end. Nick. It's interesting to me because like since, since we started FaceTiming with Megan in the spring, I feel like you've been talking about wanting that couch and like wanting this coffee table like this feels like a staple of your personality it really is i have been wanting this specific couch for a really long time to the Mm -hmm. point where i look at it every single day every time i open my laptop it's just like the page is open it's your home page it's gotten to the (laughs) point where when you say a word for it's my wallpaper you know when you say a word over and over and it doesn't sound like a word what Mm -hmm. the fuck is happening upstairs they're like body slamming each other into the floor Dear God. Okay. It's like when you say a word over and over and it doesn't sound like a word. That is Breaking like what news, my eyes. The Electoral College just voted to affirm Biden's victory. Yay. Yay. 
But as I was saying, I stare at this image so much mm-hmm. to the point where like now I'm like, well, is it ugly? You know when you look at yeah. a picture of yourself for too long, like a picture that you think is good at first, and then you stare at it for so long, you're like, oh, I'm actually horribly deformed and a mutant, and I don't look like a human being. I don't deserve to live. It's like that with the couch. I'm like, does this couch deserve to I live? I got that. But I'm going to Yeah, I'm, I, my only worry um, would I'm be- I'm going to break it because it's made of glass. No, I'm talking about the couch. Um, the couch matching the rug. That's my only thing. I don't know how the white of the rug is going to complement the color of the couch. That's my only thing. That was my only, like, the only thought I had. Otherwise, I think everything looks great. I just know the couch is more green in person than it is yellow in the picture. Okay. So I don't know what that means either. We're just going to have to wait wait and see, I guess. We'll see if it's ugly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, end of that. What's up with Nick? So I re- I'll talk more about this when we get to our main topic, but... I realize that I like haven't talked about this on the podcast at all, which is hilarious because it's such a large part of my life. Um, but I did get my degree in TV writing and <laughs> I want to write for television and that's like my life goal, etc. Um, and so me and Dan. Mine is having a podcast. My, <laughs> me and Dan. um our writing partners. So we write everything together and we've been writing together since we were like 11 or 12. Um, that's so and that's so fucking cute. It's adorable. And when we were in middle school, we wrote, (laughs) are they killing people up there? Um, the most aggressive moving out noises I've ever heard in my life. Oh my God. Um, so when we were 13 or when we were in middle school, we wrote a, comedy pilot script um that was kind of in the same vein as like the office and parks and rec and we didn't know if we were good at this because we didn't really have anything to compare it to or and like no one in our lives like knew anything about screenwriting at all so it was just like so we were like is this good idk Ah, um so we looked at this competition called the page international screenwriting competition, which is a international screenwriting competition. And you can submit your script and get judges feedback for like an extra fee. Um, so that year, I think, I think around 4,000 scripts got submitted. And this was, uh, when we were in eighth grade, um, like 4,000 scripts got submitted, I think from around the world. And the way it works is you submit to your own category, um, like your own genre. So we submitted a TV comedy and then we got into the quarterfinals. You submitted to wild card. <laughs> we submitted to TV comedy and we got into the quarterfinals, which I think is like the top 10% of the script submitted or so. And we were like, Oh, what? How? Ha 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 ha. We also had to submit, we submitted under my sister's name because you had to be over 18 <gasps> for the, comp, for the oh. contest. So we, I was like, well, I guess I'll put my sister's name. So we submitted under my sister and we got into the quarterfinals and we were like, what, what, what? And then a month later, they were announcing the semifinals, which is the top 25 in each category. And we were like, okay, like we're not going to get it. Uh-huh. And then we got into the semifinals 
So we were in the top Whoa. 25 of TV comedy as li- we literally wrote the script as 13 year olds. <laughs> That's and, so cute. And then we and then we were like, OK, well, we broke the rules. Um, so like now what we were like, this is like we were like, oh, fuck, we're in too deep. Um, so then I somehow found the phone number of the contest um, okay. online. And I called and initially they were like, yeah, this number is only meant for and I was like, "Okay, well, we need to withdraw from the competition. And she's like, did you not get the email that we sent out when the semifinalist list came out saying like pretty much pretty much they sent on an email when the semifinals came out saying you um, like if can't withdraw, we're going to fucking kill you. No, it was like, if you have violated any of the rules, like, please tell us now. So we can like so that we can like take you out and like someone who hasn't broken the rules can win. And she's like, did you not get that email? And I'm like, no, I did. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I was, I was so pa- I was 14, <laughs> like <laughs> three weeks out away from starting high school. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I can tell that she's like she was just like getting very frustrated. And then I just kind of cut her off. And I'm like, well, we're 14. And she stops and she's like, oh, um, and then she did not know what to say. And she was like that. Uh, OK, wow. Um, well, first off, congratulations. And then she started and then she started talking to me like I, then she started talking to me like I was a child because <laughs> I was. And she's like, well, you know, in the rules that it says you have to be over 18. So, you know, you took that spot from someone else. And, you know, you had to, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Like, don't make me feel bad. Um, like, so, bitch, I know what I did, and I'd do it was, again for a check, and you would too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you telling me what I did as if I don't know what I just did? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Stranger. Still don't, don't know, know my, my name. name. So. <laughs> You're like in the so script I, we wrote. So after that point, script of euphoria. So after that, <laughs> I wrote euphoria. So after that, me and Dan were like, okay, I guess we're pretty good at this. We should probably keep doing it. Um, so that's how we got into writing. And anyways, uh, then, you know, I went to film school for writing, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there are more players in the NFL than professional screenwriters. You sound like you're about to give a like screenwriting 101 first day lecture. Oh god. You're no. like, welcome class. Did the you degree know to which I am unqualified to do that? Um Doesn't that sound like how they would start a class though? It's like that's how, that's only how one-, one of you is ever gonna make it. <laughs> so you should all kill yourselves. <laughs> and we were like, yes. Um Dodge was a cult. No, um, <laughs> no, but a, pr- a professor of mine did say that. And then I looked it up and it was true. Um, so it's more likely to get into the oh, NFL. Good. Your professors were blatantly lying to you. Yeah. Cause they, you know, they could fact be. check your professors, whatever they say. Google <laughs> literally. <it. laughs> yeah. Yes. They very much. Well, could be believe wrong. nothing. Don't believe the fake news. Your liberal arts college professors <laughs> are feeding you. <laughs> Obviously since then me and Dan have written several scripts, whatever, um, and a story that I began thinking about my senior year of high school. Um, and it kind of just sat in my brain for like three years. And then 
in 2017, in summer 2017, when I was interning in Beverly Hills and I had to commute from Orange County. So it's like two hours and I took the train and then the metro and then the bus. And kind of while I was doing all that, I would just think about the story and just like write down thoughts I was having and just try to figure it out. And then I went to Scotland and then I started like working on a first draft. And then two of my classes in at Chapman after I was abroad, I worked on developing the script and I did this all with Dan as well. So me and Dan start working on the script and it turns into this hour long pilot for a miniseries. And for the most part, me and Dan have written comedy up until that point. So this was our first like drama pilot. And there is a website called the blacklist and it is kind of, I don't know, I guess the gold standard in terms of finding unproduced scripts. Um, And how it works is you put it on the site and you have to pay $30 a month to have it hosted on the site. And you can pay for reviews from the blacklist from people like who work for the blacklist and pay for validation. (laughs) And if you pay for two reviews from them and the average, the average overall score between them is above the average score of all scripts submitted and reviewed. Okay. If it's like over the average of all that, (laughs) if your score is higher than the average, then you are put on like, uh, the featured list for whatever genre you submitted in. So we put the script on the blacklist, paid for two reviews and we got two sevens out of tens. Um, and the community average was like 6.2 or something. So then we were on the top list for horror and mystery and suspense. And so we were like, Oh shit, this is okay. This is fucking dope. And then during quarantine, we decided that, the script was kind of like not as good as it was going to get, but as good as it was going to get at that point, like we had implemented all the feedback we'd gotten. And we were at that point is you kind of get to a point with a script where if you keep working on it, it's kind of like picking out a scab almost. And Mm -hmm. you threaten to mess things up more than just kind of leaving it be. Yeah. So then we decided to enter it into a few contests including the page awards again. And we did not even get to the quarterfinals of the page awards with the script, which is so funny. We got to the semi. You were a better writer when you were 13. Yeah. So pretty much. So me and Dan were like, okay, so I guess we've just downgraded our quality. Um, (laughs) But yeah, literally. So we got to the semifinals as 13 year olds, but uh, as 24 year olds, we were unable to. Love it. So (laughs) anyways, so we didn't get into the page awards. We didn't get into this other contest. We didn't place it all. We didn't place it. We entered five contests with the script and three of them we didn't place at all. But they never stopped trying. (laughs) Well, we entered all at the same time. (laughs) Um, And three of them. (laughs) Emotionally, they never stopped trying. (laughs) So three of them, we didn't get any, we didn't get far at all. And the fourth contest, we were, we're actually still our quarterfinals. I'm not sure when the next announcement's going to be. We were quarterfinalists in it, which was really exciting because that was like a well-known, reputable contest that has like 
a proven track record of significantly advancing people's careers, as well as another contest called ScreenCraft. Um, and they have multiple different contests. So we entered the TV pilot competition, obviously. And we were quarterfinalists in that, which was super exciting. And I think that was the top, mm, I don't know, maybe the top 10% of all scripts submitted. And then we became semifinalists in the ScreenCraft, which was bananas and super exciting. Since we'd never gone past the semifinalist round in a contest, we did not expect to go any further than that. And we were like, this is so exciting. We are semifinalists. Let's count our blessings and leave. And then last week they announced the finalists and we were in the top 50, which in a contest where 5,000 scripts were submitted means we were in the top 1% of all scripts submitted, which is fucking That's insane. So exciting. And I'm like, still haven't, ah. I really still have not processed it because you don't have, you don't even have to win in order for like agents and managers and production companies to reach out to you. Nick, I cannot wait <laughs> for you to become a screenwriter and then me to ride your coattails to success. <laughs> I am going to ride those Sorry, coattails. I wouldn't be all here without you. LA. I wouldn't have been here without you. I probably would. <laughs> I can't wait to make 70 cents to the dollar that Nick makes as business partners eternally. Ah, oh, fuck yes. When we actually start making money from this, we should agree to split it so that you're getting 70 cents, 77 cents to my dollar. <laughs> I just want to keep the wage gap alive. That's what we started the podcast Well, no, you're for. standing in solidarity with all those other women. It's a statement. Because they would be mad to know that <laughs> they made less than men, and now women are making equal to men. So what the fuck? In solidarity, I will be only taking 70% kind of gross anyways yes so we're we're, we're finalists and we had to submit like some supplementary material so that's what i've been doing all me and dan all week and i've just been like i don't want to say scrambling because we had like everything for the most part ready but i guess putting on final touches to things and then we submitted it last night come hang out with me <laughs> yes so we put we're putting final touches on everything and then we submitted it yesterday which is super exciting and <gasps> now we just wait till january 13th when the winners are announced and i'm like is this this is a dumb question is there one yeah. winner per category oh, no that, that's not a dumb question so there's a grand prize winner like the overall winner and then there are runner-ups so there's a runner-up for tv pilot one hour half hour and short form which is like a web series so like five to ten minutes the grand prize winner gets a thousand dollars and gets like introduced to agents and managers and production companies, et cetera. And um, the runner-ups get like $500, I think. And I think they get their... Hell yeah. <laughs> You're like, sounds great. <laughs> no, the runner-ups, I think they get their, the like title of their script and the like one sentence summary. It gets circulated. Like these are the runner-ups to the contest, whatever. Um, What's your one sentence summary? For this script, it is... I'm just curious. I was like, do I have this memorized? I don't. Okay. Um, Can your next script be about these people? A downstairs neighbor who murders her upstairs neighbors <laughs> on the day they move out because they're so goddamn that be, loud. <laughs> that should be our next movie, Claire. <laughs> Would you want to live in one of my dad's rentals? <laughs> sure. Because he has several houses across the Eugene Springfield area. 
I'm not joking. I'd like to see what they are. Yeah, of course. There, we have, there's one on Harris Street, which is <gasps> pretty cute. There's one. Would he on, be a nice? Would he be a good landlord? I think my dad is a very. Do I have good to kill landlord. your dad in the event that yes. we kill all landlords? My dad is. Um, Can you take that responsibility for me? I don't want to kill Jeff. My <laughs> my dad is a capitalist pig and will be consumed in the upcoming revolution. Smash smash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My dad yeah. is a capitalist pig. <laughs> Rar. Okay. So the one sentence, these are called log lines mm-hmm. in, in the industry, whatever. Um, and I hate Shut log lines. Shut the fuck up. I hate log lines. We have to do them in every single screenwriting class because they're important. I'm not saying they're unimportant. I just really hate doing them because I'm bad at them. That's okay. Thank you. Okay. Log line. A couple honeymooning at an isolated cabin experience bizarre occurrences that make them question their reality and each other, which makes it sound. I'm intrigued. Fairly generic, I guess. And that's what I don't like about log lines is that it's hard for me to figure out what what is the most enticing aspect of the story to get people interested. Try to explain yourself in one sentence. Nick can't do it. Me? Yeah. Um. I mean, I know I personally can't because I'm just I can too complicated and multifaceted. I would say I am um, a mother, a wife, a follower of God. And that's all. a follower of God and a mother. Again, I just can't. And a capitalist that. pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once in a mother, wife, me. follower of God, mother, <laughs> capitalist pig. <laughs> One sentence to describe me? How about two words to describe me? Capitalist pig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so Claret today. So that's my screenwriting update. I just realized I've literally never talked about it on the podcast, even though it's a ginormous part of my life. Um, Let's all say congratulations, Nick. Congrats, Nick. Yay. Congrats, Nick. This is not new information to me, so... If I don't sound as enthused as you think. She was very enthused. Uh, five days ago when I told her. I took my titties out and shook them. Can we <laughs> talk about top when 1% I watched your of 5,000 scripts? It's insane. That's huge. No, that it's is huge. Bananas. Like how? And this podcast is probably like what? In the top 200 at least. <laughs> ballpark guess. <laughs> just Nick, ballpark really just... it. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalist pig <laughs> in the top 1% screenwriting competition thing and podcast in the top 200s what can't nick curl do i can't wait to rent from your dad (laughs) you're like can you guys please turn it down maybe close your window you when i was leaving ralph's when i was leaving ralph's you sent me a voice memo saying the three things that you want when this podcast blows up Oh, yes. Do you can want to you, hear them again? Can you, can you repeat them? Because I have some news for you. Okay, I also added a fourth thing. And cool. M- first of all, I want a new laptop. <laughs> That's like a tangible thing that we are working <laughs> towards. <laughs> Once again, um, patreon.com slash brain cell girls. <laughs> first of all, I want to, if I haven't already, by the time this blows up and I can quit my job, I want to move to LA. Mm-hmm. If I am making a big enough salary and my podcast is my only job, I will be living in L.A. I'm not staying in Oregon to do that. 
If everyone listening sends us $10, we can get Claret that new laptop. <laughs> Please. My Venmo is Claret-Smith-1, and it's a picture of me as a child. Please, I'm fucking begging. And Patreon.com slash BrainCellGirls. And my routing and account numbers. <laughs> Do you want to send it directly? Uh, Let's set up a direct deposit. <laughs> I also want to buy a Tesla. Do you know which type? Um, fuck. I want the like SUV one, the like slightly bigger one. Well, there are two. Do you want the cheaper one or the fancier one? The slightly smaller one. I don't want a huge SUV. Okay, cool. Yeah. The that's the oh my god. Model Y. Yes. Yeah. Even if I financially could get a Tesla right now, mm-hmm. I can't because there's nowhere to charge it. Like yeah, I, that's is. something that not at my house. I want to be able to charge oh, it at my house. Okay. There are no charging stations in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> I would like to plug my car into my house. So it's I don't something think my like, dad, I don't think my dad, I'm, I don't know about this. I feel like my dad didn't have a thing in his, cause it takes like 40 minutes to charge. I mean, and you still, do that like every, I just think it like would be two weeks or something. I understand though. Yeah. It's something that like Ryan and I've talked about that. Like once we have a house, we can reconsider yeah. Clara getting a Tesla and fourth <laughs> with her income from the Goodwill bins. <laughs> I want to learn how to play the auto harp. I think it's a really cool. Okay, you said that. What is that? Um, it's I think a harpsichord is the same thing. Let me look it up. It's no, that is (laughs) (laughs) they are different things. (laughs) Um, hold on, they're just so not the same thing. Um, an auto harp. It's like. Fuck, how the hell do I describe this? I'm just going to send you a link to autoharpstore.com so you can see what it looks like. Um, Trixie Mattel, a wonderful Mm -hmm. drag queen. If you know who I am and you don't know who Trixie Mattel is, you need to figure that out. But (laughs) she plays the the auto harp, like a lot of her music she does with the auto harp. And I just like really like the sound of it. I think it's like a really weird instrument. And I think that'd be really fun. Why is the image not loading? What is this? It like it does what like a arrow, 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 arrow. <laughs> you like strum it like a guitar, but the chords are like buttons. You literally. I just feel like I would look cool as hell being like arrow, 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 arrow. You would look like an elf in a fantasy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can have like a really cool like indie folk country sound, which I like. So, okay. What's your news for me? <laughs> are you getting a Tesla? My dad's giving me his Tesla. Shut the fuck up, Nick. Yeah. What kind? I I I I might cut this because I don't because because <laughs> I sound like a capitalist. <laughs> We've already established that you are. So say no, we established my dad was. <laughs> we established that you were too. You're also a mother, a capitalist pig, and a mother. That's true, and a mother. Um. <laughs> uh, so okay, if this stays in the episode i don't know because i don't like how this sounds girl last episode take a shot every time nick and i say okay we're gonna have to cut this but and then it made it into the episode most things Drink didn't get cut actually I know. <laughs> <laughs> well we were also high so we were like this might not come out how i intend it okay so anyone who knows me fairly well knows that i don't like talking about my parents or like my sister on the podcast 
in too much detail because like they have not consented to being talked about on the internet. <laughs> Same, but everyone who's ever slept with me has consented to being talked about on the internet. You did sign a contract. <laughs> well, the thing Imagine. is, I can't like I can't use a pseudonym with my parents. I'm like my no, dad. Jacob, like everyone's like you've seen, like we know what you're, yeah. So you're like whatever. my friend who is thirty years older than me and raised me. <laughs> my friend who also pushed me out of her vaginal canal. That's how um, we met. But yeah. first <laughs> impression like was like kind of weird. This is a little intimate. <laughs> I was like sucking on her tit. Um, <laughs> and you're like never again. <laughs> I was like mm, no. And you're like not um, for me. I can't believe I used to do that. Ew, right? Oh my god. I can't. Well, I mean I mean it's not <laughs> I mean it's not an inherently sexual thing. Um, but whatever. Anyway, I'm here to argue that breastfeeding is sexual. I would argue that being born is pretty fucking traumatic. You're chilling in the womb in your warm hot tub and you're just like vibing, and then all of a sudden you're pushed out into the cold, hard world and there's bright lights and people I yelling. Don't. Ew, that's ask, where all should, of our trauma stems from. I should ask my sister this because she's in med school for this right now, but what triggers a baby coming out? Is it just like time to go? <laughs> Does this I little kitchen really timer go off have, in there? And it's like, Oh, Nick, stop Nick, flipping Nick, pancakes. What? Nick, I have, I have a great idea. It's so good. Were you flipping have my sister pancakes? on and ask her oh, dumb God, questions about babies? We really fully just talked over ourselves. <laughs> I know there was, a now, I didn't, I, I didn't hear what you said at all. <laughs> No, there was like a weird lag and your face was stuck. Like, um, what if we had your sister on and like <laughs> she quizzed us, like asking, like, well, what do you think like this procedure means? And we had to get, make, make our best guesses. <laughs> or, like, wait, wait. That's that a great idea. That could be a idea. lot of fun. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. She would be so down for that. Would you write that down? I feel like we always have these ideas. Then we don't write them down. We want to talk we're about Camp Harlow. Great. We're down. recording. No. <laughs> like, I I'm like, oh shit, I haven't been recording this whole time. I forgot everything I just said. Head empty. Um I'm excited we're on episode 15 because 15 is my favorite number. This lighting, I look like I have a unibro. No, you don't. I need to turn a light on in one second. But what were you mm-hmm. saying about what were you just saying? You don't my like to talk one? about your family because you can't Okay, so what I was saying is that <laughs> Yeah, so I don't I don't want to talk I don't want to talk about my family too much because they haven't you know, at least not, especially not without their permission. That's why I would be very nervous writing like an autobiography or anything like that. I feel like my family Some hasn't done like, anything like that's, that's they haven't I guess, like fucked me up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That That's like, I guess that's kind of where that's one of my personal boundaries for what I'm willing to share just in public on the Internet, whatever in general is like. Thing, things of that nature like when i'm talking about i mean even when i was talking about kyle like there there yeah. there's a, there's a whole nother side to that entire story from episode 12 that i didn't talk about because it would be know. like violating his privacy and like i don't want like that's not the point of this i feel like also my parents haven't done anything to fuck me up so intensely or like so messed up that i feel like i need to talk about her to write an autobiography it's been all like nothing too exciting you know Great. Like yeah. I, no, that's awesome. I wasn't like horribly abused, so I can't be like not horribly. <laughs> Only lightly. Yeah. Like like when I, when you were got birthed. Anyways. Okay, I'm gonna go turn the light on. Oh, I'm stoned. Hey, baby. 
Hey, just say, ooh, it feels like a party every day. Hey, just say. That TikTok, whoever that influencer is who does the talent show lives on Instagram. <sighs> can we have her? I I love her. Those those are the funniest things I have ever seen. Trying not to <laughs> when, laugh when at she... something so insanely bad and cringy is one of like my greatest joys. Something Connor and I used to do is like go watch middle school productions of <laughs> musicals and like sit there and shake and try to not laugh, <laughs> which isn't very nice. And we're not making fun of the children. It's just the concept. Okay. If you're in middle school listening to this podcast, go do your homework. Oh, God. If you're under 17 listening to this, go away. No, oh, no, no, no. The 15 to 18 crowd needs to be here because they need to get fucking learned. I have some wisdom to impart on them. Yeah, we're not. Don't follow in our footsteps. <laughs> Learn Whatever from you our do, footsteps. Don't try to emulate my behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Period. OK, so what I was saying is pretty much like anyone who knows me knows that my father has many cars. He has like eight or nine cars. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I think maybe he's down to six or seven at this point. Don't ask me to explain. I wasn't going to. Don't worry. I, I didn't care. <laughs> he has many cars and his financial situation is always like, I'm always just a little confused by it. Let's just say that. I'm always like, I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> As am I. <laughs> I'm always like, okay, like, you know, you just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Um <laughs> But yeah, he called me. Okay, so literally all in one day, I found out I was a finalist and some other two other good news things happened that I can't talk about. Can you talk about them to me? The oh, and I forget what the other one was, but something else cool happened. Oh, my God. Okay, so my dad called me at like 1147 and I was high watching... <laughs> this YouTube video on my couch. And I was like, I'm not in a place to answer this call right now. But then I got so anxious. I'm like, why is my dad calling me at 1147? Who died? I was like, someone died. Oh my God. He called me to congratulate me on the contest. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Thank God. No one died. And so my dad calls me again, like three minutes later. And he's like, I think the answer is going to be yes. But, and I'm like, Oh my God, what did I do wrong? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, I think the answer is going to be yes. But would you like for Christmas and your birthday and every subsequent Christmas and birthday thereafter. Would you like your gift to be the Tesla? And I was like, oh, that's so hot. I'm like, is this a test? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, I would like that. You would never have you would. I'm like, you wouldn't even need to talk to me ever again. Like, holy shit. It <laughs> is what it is. There's a circus happening above me. I'm like, like, there's no other explanation. Oh, my God. <laughs> We love the amateur quality of this podcast. It's truly one of our defining features. So you said, yes, give me that Tesla, daddy. So I was like, yes. So my dad got um, his Tesla, I think, in 2018. He got it it used. I think it's a 2016 model. Okay. (laughs) Claire's like, this is less exciting. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm going to be driving that down after christmas holy shit that's so exciting i'm really gonna be the vault you have to sell it i mean that that's my car like 
Like that's Shit. in my like the titles Caught in my it name. for drug money. But yeah, so I I, I don't know what the future. That's holds so exciting! My oh my god! <gasps> but when you're here, yeah. are we gonna go dr- go for joy rides in the Tesla. <laughs> are we gonna drunk drive in the Tesla? <laughs> Watch out, Eugene. <laughs> Nick and I are going to be drunk driving around your streets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's what we'll be doing. I, that's so exciting. Should we record an episode in the Tesla? We should cosplay and record an episode in the Tesla. <laughs> Just really do all of our favorite things at once. So that's, that is my exciting news. I've been holding, I've been sitting on this for like five or six days to tell you. Oh my God. <laughs> Because I wanted to tell you on the podcast, but yeah, I, I feel weird about it. Don't feel weird about it. Oh my God. Okay. Get excited. I mean, like. I no, like I'm fucking excited, but I'm, I honestly was already kind of, and also this is, oh my God, whatever. This (laughs) radical honesty, Nick. (laughs) I already felt kind of uncomfortable with my Chevy Volt because like that was a nice car or it is a nice car. Not anymore. Especially when I was driving it like in high school, it was, it was very nice. And so I just felt weird being like, I'm the kid with the nice car. You know, like that's kind of always made me uncomfortable in a way. (laughs) Girl, what? Can you not hear what's happening upstairs? No. Your mic's doing a good job. I'm sorry. I'm just dying because there's what is that? It's the leaf blower. It's back. There's a leaf blower, <laughs> whacker situation happening upstairs. There's things being dropped. Sorry, keep talking. I this is it's just making me laugh. <laughs> I'm probably gonna cut this. I'm I've just always been like money makes me very uncomfortable on any any side of money. Like having a lot of money, not having any money, having a normal amount of money, whatever the fuck that is. Like money just makes me uncomfortable. I don't have a great relationship with money. I guess it's kind Nick, of Nick, we're funny. very similar in that way. Everything you just said the, rang very true. That's why I'm that's why I want to talk to you about it, because I think you'll you'll understand. Like it's I think we also grew like, up in similar financial situations. I think. Just from what I perceive. Tell me yours. <laughs> Pretty like standard upper middle class. Yeah. Like my dad I'm cutting this, but my dad made Usually on average, he made like a year. My, okay, my dad made slightly less than that, but like. At so that like, point, I'm like, it's all the same. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. <laughs> Over 70000 it all kind of starts blending for me. I don't know what I would do with that if I was making $70,000. I don't know. Yeah. Same. I'd buy a Tesla. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't Nick, would sell, but, Nick would scrap the Tesla he's got now. Well, it's funny because I've been saying to Mosmo for like a year. I'm like, my next car will be a Tesla. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to buy another oh. car until I can afford to have a Tesla because I love that. I I actually feel this is a weird tangent. I, I'm I would feel a lot of guilt getting a car that wasn't electric or at least semi electric. Yeah. Especially That's, considering all cars in California will be by 2035 or something. I feel that yeah. way if I was paying more than like $5,000 for a car. Mm-hmm. If I was like buying a car, financing a car, not if I was. Yeah. Like I. Yeah. And obviously it's not shaming people with who recently bought gas cars, but eh, I am. I just pers- personally 
would feel slightly like a hypocrite if I did that. And not to say yeah. Tesla is the only electric car you can buy. Of course, they're becoming more and more every year, which is great. Um, but and I and I also am fully aware that b- being in a financial position to have an electric car is still very much a privilege because they're still a premium, which sucks. I really hate how in a lot of ways in order to be like a quote unquote good environmentalist, like there's a certain amount of like wealth and privilege that comes along with that. Like even, even eating, even eating vegan, like vegan options, Mm -hmm. like so many of them are just priced higher. And well, yeah. And then people always say like, well, vegetables are cheap and yes, but not in fucking not everywhere. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's all like I, I read, I, I've read, I forget why I read this, but I was reading about poverty and someone was like, it's very expensive to be poor, which that's is such a good way to put it. Which sounds like an oxymoron, but it's, it's so, it's so true. Yeah. You get a parking ticket for $50 and you can't pay that $50. So it waits. And then with interest six months later, suddenly it's a $300 parking ticket. Whereas someone with who's more financially secure would have been able to pay the $50 in the first place. Or like you get a boot on your car that you can't afford to get off, but you need your car to go to the job interview so that you can pay to get the boot. Like, yeah, it's that. And like, I'm lucky that when I got a boot on my car, I could ask for help and then get that boot off of my car, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. I so feel Sorry. This- that's a weird, that's a weird tangent. I'm excited to have the Tesla, but I also will feel weird pulling up to my minimum wage job in a luxury sports car. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. That's all I had to say about that. I didn't mean for this to once again, I did not mean for this to become serious as along with the Judith story. I just meant for this to be like a fun thing that's happening in my life that I'm looking forward to. Well, don't worry, because the upstairs circus that is happening is really keeping the comedy alive <laughs> i feel like the whole building just shook like earthquake? <laughs> like what's happening we've received a lot of requests to talk about being in your 20s oh i was gonna talk about taylor a- swift oh <laughs> sorry Tay swift my girl okay T-swizzle. so the night thursday night last week when I was attempting to release episode 14, my homosexual odyssey and my internet, my internet actually is still having this issue. It's having a lot of trouble uploading things. Downloading is totally fine. Streaming is fine. This is fine. Literally just uploading is fucked up and I don't know why it's really annoying, but so that's why the episode was like two hours late. Sorry. If you were, (laughs) if you were dying to to get it. You're waiting with bated breath. Yeah. (laughs) The idea of someone just like refreshing <laughs> Apple Podcasts constantly That's waiting embarrassing. for embarrassing. Um, Get a hobby. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. Why are you um, so obsessed with us? We love our fans. Okay, back on track. So <clears throat> I... Your computer doesn't was, work. Internet's being slow. And I... That same night, um, Taylor Swift releases her ninth studio album, second album of the year. And a surprise album again. It's called Evermore. So before we get into the album, previously, Folklore had been my favorite album of hers to date. Um, I thought it was her best lyrically by far. And um and musically, it was it was the close it was like the it was 
that's like my favorite genre of music is that album. And I had, I've always felt that that's kind of like the best genre for her. Mm -hmm. I think she does a good job with pop. I think she does a good job with country. Like I've, I've liked all of her previous albums, but I think this is like, I still really want to see her rap. This is (laughs) listen to end game on reputation. Um, no, I'm still at the core. I, I want to hear her rap Tater. and I'm like, go listen to her rap. And you're like, no, <laughs> it's weird because I like hated her for so long. And like, that was mm-hmm. one of my fun personality traits was that like, uh, fuck Taylor Swift. And I'm not like other girls. I'm different. And it was so annoying. And now that I actually like her music, I find myself accidentally being like, yeah, fuck Taylor Swift. And I'm like, why? Like you like her. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to say that at this at this point, <laughs> late stages of 2020, if you still don't like Taylor Swift, either you have not really listened to her music, like her best music, either that or you don't like her personally, like her personality, which, which I whatever you to stop caring about celebrities. And I would retweet that heavily because I do not know Taylor Swift. I do not know her. I do. And she's bit. here today. I feel, hey, girl. Um, Imagine I her do busting not, out the door like that um, big bird. Big bird. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift is seven feet tall. She kicks the door down. She's like, like, I don't know Taylor Swift from everything that I, I do know about her. She seems like a nice person. I would not want to have her life. It seems exhausting and terrible. Like, I do not, I do not envy her. Like, I, I, I never want to be so famous that I can't go to Target without being recognized. That's kind of my like threshold of fame. (laughs) I want to be able to go to Target and know that no one's going to be like, are you Nick? I don't want to have bodyguards. If that, fuck no. And she's had issues with stalkers, like People like breaking into her house, and I'm like, I don't well, I want, do want any stalkers. of that. That sounds fun. <laughs> There's a certain level of right, drama right, to that. Right. <laughs> There's a certain like right, je ne sais <laughs> but I do want to go to Target in peace. Oh God! I want people to be like. There's some like weird guy watching and be like, oh, I know, that's Jesse. <laughs> hey, girl. He's just in. He's in the frozen <laughs> food aisle, like. like <laughs> He's standing in the frozen food, like, refrigerator (laughs) next to the DiGiorno. He's just like. And I'm like, Jesse, I'm vegan. Get out of there. He's like, I only want a stalker if your name is Jesse. And you have to be vegan. (laughs) And bisexual. We only want bisexual vegans named Jesse. Yeah, we only want vegans named Jesse. I thought. Anyways. You just froze. You literally went. I only want. (laughs) Because my headphones were like. Nick's iMac disconnected and I wanted to make sure I was still recording. We're good. But yeah, back to Lo- po- point being, I think that, okay. And also, okay. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I love her music. Her personally, she seems like a nice person. That's literally my take. I think she's kind of, I think she's probably kind of weird because you can't really. <laughs> Most celebrities are. I'm, imp- I'm that, but also like 
I'm impressed that her songwriting remains so relatable considering she's been a global superstar since like 16. Like her, like, I don't know how her lyrics are still like relatable to most people because <laughs> she has a private jet and six homes. <laughs> I... And, but my point, sorry, You're okay. point being, I have not like, agreed with everything taylor swift has done she's done things that i'm like why why are you doing that like i'm she's not she's far from a perfect person i think she would probably be the first to admit that but i think if you're still if you're still actively disliking taylor swift it's probably just sexism i was gonna say (laughs) if a large amount of your personality is based on liking a celebrity or artist or whatever that's fine that's If that makes you happy, then good for you. Enjoy yourself. If a large part of your personality is based on hating a celebrity, that is just so much wasted energy. I'm sorry, yeah. but like, yeah, I, there is no like celebrity in the like acting music world that I hate. I there's people that I like don't like or like find annoying but i don't spend my time being like taylor swift came out with an album fuck that stupid bitch i hate her like who cares i'm like you have who cares is that is that where your energy is going it's just a waste of energy and like that is coming from someone who used to waste energy on that yeah and i i also yeah to be clear there are celebrities whatever famous people that i do not like for whatever reason I don't I really do my best to not spend time actively disliking them except for if I if I from TikTok fuck her (laughs) if I hear about them if I hear about a celebrity that I don't like I'll like or see about see something about them on Twitter I'll like roll my eyes and be like whatever that's it I'll go into a rage and start punching holes on the wall but that's neither (laughs) here nor there she's not expending energy though no but uh, going back to what, what I said but if you like if you just don't like her music and you're like, yeah, she's just not really for me. Okay, cool. Like that's, <laughs> you don't have to like her music. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I think that I see this so much where, okay. So like, let's just take Taylor Swift for an example. Taylor Swift became like a global superstar, mainly with her second album mm-hmm. and l- massively enjoyed mainly by teenage girls. Like I love where this is going between 14 and 18 year old girls Mm -hmm. just like loved fearless because it was the perfect high school album for not just girls, but I would say people attracted to men. Girls and gays. (laughs) Like Taylor does it for the girls and the gays and that's it. And so that's kind of where, and I feel like a lot of people still think of Taylor Swift as the person who came out with that album and like that kind of era of like you belong with me and love story. And these like more, you know, like teenager, like fantasies and perception of love and whatever, all that, all that shit. And then she won album of the year with that. And, you know, there's the whole Kanye thing. I don't really want to get into that because I don't really care, but um, (laughs) if there is someone in this world, I don't care about it's Kanye West. (laughs) I, just don't give a shit. I like some of his music. Once again, someone that I don't really like as a person, probably. <laughs> I like his music. That's that. Like, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, a 10 out of 10 album. It is our bio. 
It is our bio. It is our personality. You're in I our wor- beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy right now. I oh. worship that man as a god, but I don't care about him. No, I did vote for him for president, but I don't care about him. Sorry, that was a very unrelated tangent. My point being is that each of our subsequent albums has gotten like much more mature, like almost exponentially more mature than the previous one. And by the time we got to Red and like All Too Well and like, treacherous and state of grace my probably top three songs on that album those are just like objectively great songs and i think if taylor swift if that was if one if red was taylor swift's first album and she hadn't had all this uh, quote-unquote baggage of like being a superstar for teenage girls or someone that teenage girls looked up to i think she'd be much more respected as a songwriter and as a musician because hot take Taylor Swift is going to, how do I say this? Like legend is a dramatic word, but like in a hundred years, people are still going to be like talking about and listening to her music. Like we do with Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole and Louis Armstrong. And not that she's similar to them musically, but like in the Beatles, like she has reached that level and I think has fully earned it purely based on the quality of her music. I agree. And I think people just do not like her because she started out as a teenage girl artist and we and really is, hate women <laughs> and we belittle and we especially and we, and we belittle the feelings and thoughts of women, of children and of teenage, teenage girls. women. Yeah. Like we think that their feelings aren't valid and we make fun of. And of course, like everyone's guilty of this. I'm super guilty of this. Where, you know, you just don't you just don't take them seriously because you're just like, oh, there's a teenage girl. And it's like, but they're still a person and their feelings are still valid. Like it's and if someone is speaking to how they feel and they relate to that, why do we have to hate on them so much? I'm just like, why do we hate? Like, why is as a culture? It's so weird. We like simultaneously. Oh, go off. I know where this is going. (laughs) We simultaneously loathe and despise femininity while also enforcing it so strictly. <laughs> Why is it that we hate teenage women, teenage girls? We hate yeah. them. We make fun of every fucking thing they do, everything, every new trend. We ridicule them and fucking belittle them for it. Yet also, even as women in their 20s and 30s, we're expected to look like them and behave like them in some way. Like, what is that? That like, well, you're still treated that way. Well, it's like it's it goes back to the pedophilia thing and like beauty standards. Really, I feel like you're I feel like you're treated that way and until you have like two kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, That's like true. I feel like to an extent, we never stop treating women like an over-emotional 16-year-old girl. Yeah, even fellow women. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 of course. So Taylor Swift, what's your favorite song? (laughs) So that has nothing to do with the current album. That was just my preamble to talking about the new album. (laughs) The Constitution. Which which I (laughs) I pledge allegiance to the Swift. The United Republic of Swifties. And... To the folklore forevermore. <laughs> that was funny. One That's funny. Swifty 
to the folklore forevermore. Oh my god. I know what I did. Uh, Episode title. I so as someone who really enjoys her music, I spend 0.00 time figuring out who the song was about. Because I don't care who the song is about. (laughs) I don't really care who she was talking about in the song. I just try to see how the song relates to like me in my life. Same, because everything's about me. (laughs) Well, I don't like she doesn't put out this music to be like, I can't wait for them to figure out who I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I think she kind of plays into that like sometimes. But at this point, Mm. it's like I'm like, I don't I do not care who she's writing about. Like, that's her business. I don't care who she dated. (laughs) Like, she seems happy in her current relationship. Love that for you, sis. I'm I'm I. Okay, so with that in mind, we we don't do that with Adele. We're not like, who's Adele writing about? (laughs) It's like we do with other musicians. Adele was an example, but. What if I what if you learned right now that I'm a crazy Adele stan and I'm like well so actually um 21 was about I'm like so it's like funny that you mentioned that I could see you being a big Adele stan I really liked her music I stand no one I stand no one I stand nothing I am merely a girl you're stanless I stand I people's am. music like Same. I stand like what they do as like people okay I <laughs> I have tried and failed to like be obsessed with a celebrity at points in my life. And it just, Mm -hmm. it wasn't the life for me. I remember when I like, I I went through a stage where I was obsessed with Henry Cavill. Who the fuck is that? He plays Superman in like the new movies. And he's also, he plays the Witcher literally just because I think he's like the most. The VVH? The Witcher. What's that? Like the net, the Netflix show. Oh, I get it confused with the BB itch. My favorite, <laughs> show, my favorite movie. <laughs> um, no, just because I think he was like, or is like the most attractive person on planet Earth. But really that's quickly, it. sidebar. I'm assuming yeah. the answer is yes. Mm. Do you want another Tesla? Um, have you seen The Wicker Man? No. Girl. <laughs> I'm scared. I need you. <laughs> The end is spooky and like a little upsetting. The rest of it is a goddamn comedy. Nick, <laughs> it is I, one I, of the funniest okay. things I've ever seen in my whole entire life. I'm not the Nicolas okay. Cage one. I want to do a double feature and watch them back to back. But the <sighs> old original one, you need to get high, take an edible and watch it. I got high with my family and watched it. And I was in tears laughing at some points. <laughs> it was some okay. of the greatest viewing i've ever had in my life i would like to watch the nicholas cage one together could we watch the shining together when i'm there can we watch the shining nicholas cage and just mm-hmm. nicholas cage period yes <laughs> national treasure one national treasure two national treasure three. Oh my god were we not supposed to say that it's out nick we fucked up <laughs> <laughs> and i also want to watch maholland drive yeah those that's what i would like from you I just got a notification on Apple Podcasts from like the Patreon mm-hmm. feed. <laughs> Two girls, one brain cell, patron exclusive. Bonus, diary reading one. I'm not an onion. I'm an octagon is available. <laughs> if that doesn't entice you to go become a patron, a patron. Guys, 
five dollars a month for that content to hear more of my diary entries anyways anyway what are your favorite songs i just, i purely want to know what I, your favorite songs i are need and to listen more. i need to listen to the album more before i have like a genuine like a full-on opinion um but at the moment i would right, say so i'm gonna tell you what my favorite are my favorites are okay. i'd say my favorites right now are champagne problems tolerate it nobody no crime coney island cowboy like me marjorie yeah i would say those right now your favorites are simultaneously my favorites and least favorites tolerated and marjorie just both make me sad and like Mm -hmm. i feel like i need to like have a gut-wrenching cry and i appreciate it artistically but i'm not in the mood to bawl my eyes out so i'm not gonna listen yeah yeah you like the song, but it's not one you're going to repeatedly listen to. I, I fully. Are you a Casey I Musgrave fully fan? Fully get that. Oh yeah, Mother. No. Marjorie and Mother are the same thing for me. The first time I listened yeah. to Mother, I had to pull over and call my mom. I love. Oh, that's. So I was like, oh, I'm you, are you? Actually, speaking, going back to Fearless, real quick. Have you heard the Best Day? No. I perhaps I that, shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> it's. It is. Oh my god! What if I cried about it? I won't. It's a song on oh, Fearless. I did. And it's pretty much like her saying thank you to her mom for being such a good mom. Oh, yeah, and it's I can't just like that. I'm like, yeah, no, like <laughs> I'm tapping out. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> thanks, love, not for me. <laughs> that's said, how I feel when Marjorie comes on. I'm like, thanks, love, not for me. Well, the thing is with Marjorie, I didn't know what it was about the first few times I listened to it. Same. And then I went and I read the lyrics and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> and now i listen to it and i'm like oh god i need to like call my grandma um okay i oh okay the, those are my favorite things. songs in the sense that yeah. they're i think those are the best songs on the album i think marjorie well, is like one of her be- i think that's like top three one of her best songs that she's ever done i agree yeah for me my two favorites are nobody no crime and champagne mm-hmm. problems so glad we're on the same page there Nobody, no crime is like strong. Goodbye, Earl. The chicks. Yep. That's like it's just like another like, version of it. It's kind of like it's goodbye, Earl, in a different font. <laughs> it's 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 goodbye, Earl. Plus, before he cheats, but like more. It's almost more cinematic than before he cheats. I guess it feels like a movie. Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. It's also, I would say it's more cinematic than Goodbye Earl. Goodbye Earl's a little more just like... I'm less familiar with Goodbye Earl. I listened to it today. I did a double feature. I listened to Nobody No Crime and then Goodbye Earl. Goodbye Earl's like the more fun telling of it. Nobody mm-hmm. No Crime's a little more serious. But Champagne Problems. Okay. It reminds so good. me... Oh my God. Not to be that bitch, but it reminds yeah. me of a dream I had. Okay, this dream, like I don't really remember... A, like storyline of it I more just remember like images it was okay, okay. so I was like <laughs> in like an old hotel I think I was in New York or in France it was old timey that wasn't like current time period yeah. I want to say it was like the 50s in my little mm-hmm. world I was in I was in some like different larger city okay. and I was like in this dress like this really pretty little like cocktail dress, but like fifties style. Mm -hmm. And I was dancing in this like empty ballroom in this hotel, but it was like dilapidated and like the wallpaper was peeling, but it was really beautiful. And I was kind of like dancing in and out of different rooms. And like, I was in an elevator and it was all just like really beautiful and like had a golden 
tint to it. And like sometimes mm-hmm. I was alone and sometimes there were other people there and sometimes I was dancing with a man. And then like there was a shooting, but that has nothing to do with the song. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, no crime. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think I was just, like, remembering, like, I was kind of dancing in and out of, like, different events that had happened in that, like, hotel mm-hmm. ballroom oh, that's thing. So and I was, like, I was kind of, like, a fly on the wall as these, like, time periods went by and different things happened. And then mm-hmm. I was just, like, walking down the street in this, wherever the fuck I was. And then I was, like, sitting outside at a cafe. And then I was, like buying flowers at a flower shop and then it was like kind of Emily in Paris and that has nothing to do with anything else but her that song was like I was like oh like this is the this is my dream Mm. Mm -hmm. it just like it gave me the same energy that that dream gave me Taylor and I share a brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah lyrically this album is her best and I thought folklore was already lyrically her best and this upped it once again Every, I think I like this liter- one slightly more just because I feel like I'm like emotionally present for this one. Like folklore happened and I was like, listen to it with Megan. I was like, oh, this is good. But like, I didn't care. And now I like care slightly more. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I listened to it like when it came out. Yeah. I, I also feel like folklore is more the writing. It's more like remembering events. Like it's a bit more past tense. And this one feels a bit more present. Like it's happening as she's singing. Um, yeah. So no, that's just an interesting distinction, but I mean both are great. <laughs> every album since mm, every album since Lover, I guess, or that's been two. I don't know. Like every album I'm like, what is she gonna do next? Because yeah. I'm like, eh, because after Lover came out, I'm like, well, she can't really top that. And then she just was like <laughs> then she just did a she turned left and went down a completely different path. I would be I'm happy like, with this style for forever. Yeah, yeah, until she's done. Yeah. I think Me that too. would like. <laughs> I, think I she's love found, this style. I think, I think it's she's so found beautiful. her. Yeah, this is I, this is my this is my genre of music. This is what I love listening to. I want a song with Hozier though. <sighs> Manifest that. Have I mean, I'm trying to just count. No, no. It's amazing. I haven't, I haven't I haven't been to too many concerts. I haven't either, but he is one of the few I've seen. And, it and the concerts I have been to, hot. I've seen. Like, I've seen Taylor twice. I've seen Gaga twice. I've seen Beyonce twice. I've seen Florence twice. Um, I would love to see actually, Florence. Technically, I've seen Taylor three times, but like two and a half. Um, Florence Live is, I mean, Florence the Machine is my favorite band ever. Like, so. She was yeah. for me for a while. Yeah, I just, that's. And then I that, just. Yeah, that's I, I do. Whatever. I could talk about Florence the Machine forever. That's one of the that's one of the topics I could talk about forever. <laughs> Should I go listen to her more recent stuff and then we can chat? I'm actually gonna make another I made a Lord Huron playlist for Megan, because that's also one of my favorite bands. What's um, Lord Huron? It's a Is that it's different one of my than favorite Lord? bands. Lord Huron. It's like a band of four guys. I really thought that Lord had a last name and I didn't know it. I thought Lord you were just isn't, Lord isn't her real name. I knew that, but I thought like, I, I don't yeah, know what sh- I thought. I I'm thought what was it. happening is you were trying to one up me as a Lord fan and you were like, no. <laughs> Lord Jacobson. <laughs> Here, I'm just going to text you the link to the playlist. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this with a Florence. I'm going to do this with Florence and the machine. Um, cool. I've listened yeah, to her. So I can, I can send you to that. Cause I hold on. Let me 
just make sure I know what I'm talking about before I. She has four albums. Okay, then I've listened to her first two in and out Lung many, many times. Yes. How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful is her third. And then High is Hope. And then High is Hope. Cool. Um, haven't listened to High is Hope or How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful. How Jesus. Big, How Blue, How Beautiful is her best album. Really? Yes. It's a perfect album, IMO. And High is, Hope, I, High is Hope, I would say, is probably her weakest album, but I still really like okay. it because she's my fave. Okay. Anyways. I'll give it a um, listen because truly the first two were like a lot of my personality, freshman and sophomore year of high school. Me too. I thought I, I was I remember. Different. I remember listening to Cosmic Love from Lungs and being like, I literally, <gasps> I, w- I, <laughs> I listened to that song and I was like, oh, okay. So I... I was like, I want to write movies. Wow. Yeah. So, and okay, now I'm trying to think of what. And I want okay, Force I'm, in I'm, the Machine. <laughs> and I want okay. Force Machine to do the music for them. <laughs> I, you should call her. I'm looking at the track list for Lungs for, Deluxe Edition in parentheses. Uh-huh. And I well, now I'm like having they're, trouble. There are B-sides, so you probably haven't listened no, to this much. Okay. I'm... Just trying to decide what my favorites off this album were. On lungs? Because, yeah. Because as I'm looking through these, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I, I have three. Um, and I want to hear what yours are. Oh. Every time I open the goddamn music app, it asks me if I want to subscribe to Apple Music, and I don't. I just want to access the music that I have bought on iTunes. It's really that simple. Okay, I have... Go off. <laughs> I have four, I think. I have four. This is just the music episode of this fucking podcast, Nick. Fuck. Mm. Really, such a good album. Yeah, what I love about this album is that it, it is very, it's very indie. Mm-hmm. It's very like, this is just, they were like, we want to make this music. And they did it. And there wasn't a lot of like marketability taken into it. It wasn't like, what's going to be the single? It mm-hmm. was very just like, yeah, which which I always love in music. Same. Okay, what are your top four? Um... Cosmic Love, Drumming Song, Blinding, and... I lied. I have five. <sighs> mm, I guess Howl. Wow, none of my faves. And I haven't listened to this in so long that I'm going purely off of memory. <laughs> yeah. I think my tops are Rabbit Heart. <laughs> Raise mm-hmm. it up in parentheses. I'm not <laughs> calling you a liar. Mm-hmm. Between Two Lungs. Oh, that song is so good. I'm not between, calling you a liar. So good. Between two lungs and I'm not calling you a liar are my favorites, but also bonus points to hurricane drunk and swimming. Swimming is on the B sides, but yeah, I, I didn't know, know we looking were including at the deluxe edition. I, no, I didn't know we were including the B sides. Oh my God. Wait, okay. I told I you did, I'm not a fake fan. I, I no, no, no. I'm just, okay. Hold on. Well, let me look at the B sides now. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, swimming, falling. Ooh. Heavy in your arms. I'm so heavy. The B-sides is, are really, oh my God. The B-sides are is, good. It's like, it's a lot darker. Is Bird Song B-sides? Yeah. I do love that song. Um, What is? Ceremonials. You've got the love, unfortunately, just reminds me way too much of Gossip Girl, the finale. However, I do love that song. Thank God it hasn't been tarnished for me like that. Um, it just like will forever remind me of that. That's but so unfortunate. Wow. I agree. Um, Okay, for ceremonials. You've got the love. You've got the love. <laughs> for ceremonials, 
Only a Four a Night, Never Let Me Go. Oh. No Light, No Light, All This in Heaven 2, and Leave My Body. Oh. And on the, All on This the in delu- Heaven 2. On the deluxe version, Strangeness and Charm is also fantastic. Oh, I like Seven Devils. I, me too. Oh, fuck. I don't, okay, 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 okay. I think mine has to go to All This in Heaven 2. No Light, No Light. No Light, No oh, Light was my. Me. I really love What the Water Gave Me. No Light, No Light was my um, alarm for so much of high school. What the so now, fuck? So now when I hear the opening, like, mm-hmm. drums, for, like, the first, like, 30 seconds, it's just, like, for, like, a long time, and it just builds and builds, I get triggered. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to get to IHS. <laughs> for a while, my alarm was Trap Queen. It has to be. By Fetty Wap. So when I hear the beginning of that song, they're like, however it starts, I get a little triggered. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I do love that song. Marquee topic. Um, Oh, dear God. And back to business. Marquee topic. Marquee topic for the day is. This is a daily podcast. Can you imagine? imagine? Oh, my God. Oh, no. I can't be funny constantly. A few of my good friends have texted me and they seem to be going through a little bit of like, not existential crises, but lightly, um, Mm -hmm. more like, I don't know what the word is, but like, I think what most people in their twenties go through at some point or at several points of not being satisfied with where they are in like kind of, the career path that they've decided to take um, uh-huh. and feeling like kind of unfulfilled and not knowing what they, what they want to do um, and kind of bouncing around. And I think that's super, super common. And I know that I have, it's not, it's not that I haven't, it's like, I've known what I want to do, but I have fully been going through like being very unhappy with where I'm at. Um, in terms of like career wise. And I think this is a very nearly universal experience um, for people our age. Um, Like their quarter life crises are a real thing. And yeah, so that's going to be what we talk about today. What are your initial thoughts? (laughs) I mean, with my whole personality surrounding around the fact that I didn't finish college. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I understand feeling lost in your 20s and not happy with where you are in your career and what you're doing and your life choices. I understand that feeling so well. I try to embody it every day of my life. I think you try to embody it. I try and I don't always live up to it. I think okay, as as soon as I graduated high school, I knew That it was kind of a fluke that I was allowed to scrape by doing such bare minimum shitty work and be allowed to graduate high school and be going to college. Mm. That I I like knew in my heart I was never going to finish college. I knew it just was not in the cards for me. I'm not a good enough student. I didn't care enough. And I didn't know what I was there for. And I really lived up to that. (laughs) I So I've, I've felt lost since I was like 18 
And I feel like, although you are still a teenager and not in your 20s, I feel like your 20s start when you're 18. They start when you graduate mm-hmm. high school or when you go to college. Yeah. I being, have bounced being around. A, being a young adult and being in your 20s are synonyms. But I feel like for me, in the beginning at least, while I was in school, I was like, well, like, I'm a student. Like, I changed majors. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, there's a fun, like, quirky aspect to it to be like, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun and quirky to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I want to drop out of school. Like, I'm not going to graduate and then, like, graduate and be perfectly fine. There's, like, a fun element to that. But I always knew that it went one step deeper with me. I just... I was like, no, no, no. Like, you don't get it. I, or people were like, oh, my God, I'm totally going to fail this class. And then would get a B. I was like, no, I'm actually going to fail this class. And then subsequently yeah. fail out of college. Like, <laughs> I uh, I get that. And, it, God, it was especially hard 2019 when all of my peers were graduating and I was not. I can imagine, yeah. Holy shit. I was working my shitty salad job, like just g- truly losing my mind. It was, yeah. it was rough. It was very, oh, yeah. very rough. And it still is rough. I feel like I've now embraced it a little more. So everyone graduated in like the spring of 2019 and I felt so fucking lost and just like a total fucking failure. And then around the next year or so, this like especially with quarantine stuff. I feel like for everyone, the playing field got kind of level. Like people lost jobs. People had to move back in with their parents. Everyone was kind of in the same like weird limbo space. And I feel like it made everyone a little more understanding for each other. And kind of, Mm -hmm. at least it made me realize that like, it just doesn't really matter. Like we're all trying to figure it out. Even the ones Mm -hmm. who like quote unquote have it figured out, you know? Like putting less value on having a degree versus not. Yeah. And it just was kind of a reminder that like, even if you have a degree, we're all floundering to, to some degree. Yeah. 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 Um, how much, like how much would you actually say, I guess prior to that point of your like self worth, did you put in to having not graduated college? All of it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I feel like a total fuck up sometimes. Okay. You still do. Cut, like, Yes. One thousand percent. You're like, I'm perfect. I mean, well, it does. It feels like entry level jobs are all that I will ever have. And like, I have to have like Mm -hmm. a big break in terms of like the podcast or like I have to have something like a fluke almost. I'm not going to stumble into a hospital and be like, are you guys looking for a surgeon? And they'll be like, you're not. Well, you don't have a degree, but like, we'll take a chance. You scale. You think you think to have success, it'll have to be like an unconventional path. Yeah. Talk about your experience <laughs> as someone who did graduate college, but is working an entry level job. Tell me about that. Um, yeah. Is it annoying I mean, when I complain about working an entry level job and not finishing college? No, not at all. Um, no, I, I have zero, like I've literally never had the thought like, well, I graduated college and Clare didn't. So I should be working better jobs. Like I've never, never now. had that thought. Until you planted it in my head. I felt like after I graduated and I know I, I know this is not true. And this was just my self-esteem issue speaking. I felt like everyone had a job out of college Mm -hmm. and I felt like I really felt, and I totally still feel this way that I had done something wrong that I fucked up. 
And I mean, I could have, well, the thing I, I'm like, well, I could have had, um, I could have had more internships my junior and senior years, but I applied for so many internships and I'm like, I, I can't beat myself up for that. It's just how it is. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like that's like one kind of tangible way I can point to and say, like, I feel like if I, if that had been different, I would have been more, I would have been more ready to have a job lined up after college. You know, what's interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to finish what you're saying and then I have something to say. No, keep going. It's just interesting how like feeling like a fuck up or like feeling like you don't have it together is just so different for different people. Because like I know people that I'm not like personally friends with that I went to high school with who are like trying to get pregnant and like start a family right now and could not be me. And it's just interesting how like, I mean, I'm not (laughs) saying that they are like fucking up by not being able to conceive or whatever, but it's like their losses and successes are like so much different than mine personally, Mm -hmm. which just puts it into perspective for you because I had for a really long time, this feeling, especially when I was at redacted salad bar while I would serve because primarily our customer base was like people working in the offices around there. Mm -hmm. And so they all had like big kid jobs and it was like adults and people my age and every day I was just like, this is like my eternal punishment for not finishing school <laughs> is that I will literally like be the servant to the people who like could stick it out and could like handle it and could finish college. And I felt like such a fucking loser. And I remember I had a conversation with one of my regulars one day. She was such a fucking sweetheart. <laughs> I said something about like, I basically said that about like feeling like an idiot for not having finished college and yeah that I don't articulate myself well whatever you know just being vulnerable <laughs> with customers how you do radical honesty with your customers I was like I'm going to like one of the core tenets of the salad bar <laughs> I was like so I'm just like need to be like radically honest with you right now and she was like hell yeah um <laughs> and she's like I really just need the salad to leave she's like uh huh she's like please let go of my arm <laughs> But she was being really sweet to me and she was like, I think you like don't value yourself enough and like I really like you and I just think you're like a cool person. And I was like, thanks. It was just really yeah. sweet. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, I think it, hearing it from someone who was like what I wished I could be and like what I felt like I never would be made me feel really good, basically. Hearing that, my first thought is that we just put too much value in kind of like our career choices and experience and success or lack thereof. We put too much value in that and education's included in that than we do in like being a good person and like more those type of traits of like empathy and kindness and stuff. Like we don't put enough value on that. No. Oh my God. It's, it's like, tell me about him. Like, what does he do? It's not like, tell me about him. Is he a morally good person? That's such a good point. It's like, why is it? If I told you, I was like seeing a guy, like, why would you, why would the first thing you say is like, Oh, tell me about him. What does he do? Like, why do we do that? The first thing I would say was tell me about him. How big is his dick? But that's neither here and nor there. Once again, why do we judge people by their dick size? The because it the does better. matter. Cause it, unfortunately, <laughs> if you're smaller than a roll of polenta, get away from me. 
don't fucking touch me. I what was I gonna If it does resemble a roll of polenta, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when, I'm so high. Me too. <laughs> okay, last week when you were talking about how you didn't want to come home and give your mom COVID, and you're like, I don't want to travel home and give my mom MS. Do you remember that? That was still one of the funniest faux pas I've ever heard in my life. You just stopped. You were like saying. When did I say that? When did I say that? We were talking. It was, wasn't when we were recording. You were talking about. Oh, I was in the Chipotle parking you're lot. You're like, yeah, yeah. my mom haven't, has that. Like, you just like kept saying like, my mom has like is immunocompromised. Oh. I don't want to give my yeah. mom MS. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, think yeah, that I ship do. has sailed. <laughs> I'm like, I have some news oh, for God. you, Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so excited for COVID-20 to come out. Oh my god, me too. Are you going to no. be there for the drop? I'm like, she's crowding! <laughs> Speaking like, along those lines, something that really bugs me is when people ask... Uh, okay. As someone who hangs out with like people who are in school still, what are you laughing at? I'm so... <laughs> it just, I just realized oh. how high... As someone who hangs out with people who are still in college, when I get asked, oh, like, well, what's your major? And I'm like, oh, I'm not in school. And then they go, oh, so so what do you do? Or, oh, when did you graduate? Yep. Yeah. When I get hit with, or, or so when did you graduate? And then I'm like, oh, I didn't. I didn't finish school. And they go, so, so what do you do? That is, at this point, if and that you're happens like, again... I, you're like, I slave at a salad bar for 35 hours a week? Like, If that happens again, I'm getting up and leaving. Because it happened fairly recently, and I practically did. I was like, mm-hmm, I work. And then I got up and left. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm like, it's always people who are from out of state who are like, oh, mm. Eugene, like, what a quaint little place. Like, oh, you're from here? Oh, and you still live here? Oh. And like... You're not in school? And I'm like, I know, it's so fascinating, isn't it? Isn't that, like, so interesting? Thanks, I think about it every fucking day. That's the thing I'm the most insecure about. Still being in Eugene? People having weird thoughts and feelings about it. Take the mask off, Stinky. Oh, it's a handsome boy. What? Are your allergies bad? Ugh. How do you have allergies in winter? Brian has burlap allergies, so when he roasts coffee, he's, like, all up in there in, like, the burlap bags that the beans come in. And if he forgets to take his meds before he leaves, he has bad allergies. That sucks. Holy shit. I know. Like, what a bad job to have with that combination. That's like if Sophie worked at a Reese's factory. Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Sophie's like, what I've been too scared to tell you my whole life is that is my dream. (laughs) Sophie's like, I've always wanted to be the CEO of Reese's Inc. <laughs> I've always wanted to be Mrs. Reese himself. <laughs> Mrs. Reese himself. I said what I said. The Reese's Corporation does not know gender. <laughs> Knows no gender bounds. Reese's is a he, she, and beyond. Um, <laughs> I Would you have wanted to do like a theater conservatory like michigan or something i think about it if that if that had been like a viable and i don't have an answer for that yes and no i just really did not believe in myself i it all comes back i I guess the larger question to believe in me more Mm -hmm. the larger question is i guess 
do you feel like you could succeed at school in a like non-traditional program, like something more like what I did, like yes. film school or like musical theater or something? Okay. Yeah, yeah strongly. Okay. I don't okay. do well <coughs> in a typical traditional school setup. That's not what I'm built for. Most people don't. It's not a natural setup. You have to like learn how to succeed in that. Okay. I knew that. And I felt like other people knew that too, but I was like, well, if other people who are built like me are still able to like figure it out and get through college, even though it sucks. And even though they're not designed for this type of learning, I'm just weak because I can't like, Mm. does that make sense? And then that opened up a whole new world of, that a wise woman once told me mm-hmm. that every year of your 20s is a year of change and the sooner you accept that the better and i feel like i've said that on this podcast before but i think about it every goddamn day that's fucking true as hell like and it's just so important yeah i'd be more worried if you weren't changing yeah not you just like people in their 20s i just think we all need to take a deep breath together you know what i mean yeah i hate that you know, the the friends who've texted me, like, kind of having, being like, I don't like what I'm doing, even though this is what I've been, like, working towards for so long. I don't like where I am, and I want to change. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, like, I just hate that we're kind of conditioned to assume that those feelings are inherently a bad thing. It should be encouraged and, like, healthy and normalized to change your ideas or plans or yeah you know you if you get into something and you actually don't like it there shouldn't be any pressure to stay in (laughs) there shouldn't be any pressure to stay in it just because that's what you had previously said you wanted to do and i I mean that's something my sister struggled with because she went to college for international relations and arabic and she wanted to do like cia nsa analyst stuff whoa when did she change her mind when she like during graduation like around that time she was like whoa yeah around that time she was like yeah i don't want to do this and she's like this isn't this isn't the best way for me to like contribute to the world and like help people isn't working for the cia or the nsa yeah (laughs) which t and So then she kind of knew she wanted to do something involving like um, maternal health care and like everything to do with like childbirth and stuff, because statistics relating to childbirth around the world are simultaneously fascinating and horrifying. Yes, sir. They are. It's crazy. And the, the connection between women's maternal health and their the education they receive is also insane. She, you know, then decided that she wanted to get into like reproductive health care and, and all that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know if she wanted to be a midwife or like a doula or what, or an OBGYN, which is what she eventually decided on. But like, she went through all that in her twenties, like the age that we are now. And then she mm-hmm. decided when she was like, 25 or 26 like yes i want to go to med school and i'm gonna like take the necessary i'm gonna take the necessary uh steps to achieve that goal and she you know decided i want to be an obgyn and i did not 
take by like I was not a biology major in college. Like I have no educational experience with the science aspect of medicine <laughs> or med school. So she had to go. She had to go do a post back program to take all the science and math classes that she hadn't taken during her undergrad. Fuck that. So it's like two years of math and science in 12 months. And it's very, it's super, super intensive. And during the, during that time, I think she's be fine with me talking about this during that time. She really struggled with the schoolwork, like the math and the science, like she really, really struggled with it. And, you know, kind of went through like, went through that anxiety of like, am I not good enough? Like, is like, I'm not gonna be able to get into med school with these scores, blah, blah, blah. And having all that anxiety. So even when someone like has it figured out, quote unquote, they still go through serious periods of doubting it. And so it's so much easier to see the forest from the trees on this stuff and kind of like take my sister, for example, and see her entire journey and see how being unsure and changes were actually good things and were actually good things and led her in the right direction. That was really beautiful. Stop it. So when, oh, you know, when, when friends of mine text me that they're just like, I don't want to do this. Like I, this is what I want to do. You know, they're scared because we don't, we don't really encourage that sort of change or taking risks. And like, we really don't encourage that. We really don't. We expect you to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at age 17. And that's not, I consider myself very lucky that I've kind of known what I want to do since I was like 10. And that literally hasn't changed to this day. Yeah. That's very lucky. That's not like, that's not like the standard thing at all. I think how I would argue that we all do know what we want to do when we're little. We just don't always like apply that in the right way. Like I've always known that I Mm. want to make people laugh. Like that's. And like perform. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree. And I think like your sister would probably say that like she wanted to help people, you know? Yeah, she wanted to help people. She wanted to help women and she wanted to help, you know, un- just un- underserved communities and people. Um, and it seems like, and, like you know, she it's just how are you going to find the best, the best route yeah. to accomplish that goal? So, yeah, that's and like that's funny that you say you're you want to make people laugh because I just like telling stories. So I think that's kind of how this podcast <laughs> manifests. Ew, is that, are we in love? Uh, yes. No, 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 no. Like. You know, on the podcast, I think I probably lean a bit more towards like the storytelling and you probably lean a bit more towards being funny. <laughs> oh, my God. We're like the yin and yang of comedy. I don't know what I just said. I don't know what I just said. I am. That's the episode title. Um, the episode title is. So my bet, like the best advice I can give people is that like, that's kind of exciting that like, if you're like, I don't want to do this, I want to do this. That's kind of exciting that you know that it's better than being vaguely unhappy with what you're doing. Yeah. Not that anyone has ever asked for my advice on literally fucking anything, but I think if they were to ask my advice on, oh my God, Ryan's coming to feed me a pickle. Look at him. Ew. Is it his dick? I was ready. Here's Ryan Carr's penis. (laughs) <laughs> very textured tastes like vinegar it has ruffles <laughs> rib for her pleasure 
<laughs> me sticking ruffles oh, up my God. pussy. Um, oh, that's good. I bought a good pickle. Good job. Oh, he's being a good podcast husband again. Okay. Not that anyone would ever ask for my advice on literally anything, but I feel like, I just feel like it's okay to make the wrong, the wrong choice. And then yeah. it's okay to like not always make the right choice on the first try. I, something I was talking to my mom about recently was that like. Sometimes you have to figure out what you don't want to figure out what you do want. That's kind of how I approach dating. <laughs> oh, I agree. That's how I've approached jobs. And, and that's something that Megan said to me one time when I was freaking the fuck out about. She was like, don't think of this as like the end all be all. Like it's, you're just realizing that like, you don't like to be treated like garbage. And I was like, yeah, that's not, it's true. Yeah. I feel like something else interesting. This is kind of in the same vein. We, especially I would say as Americans, pride ourselves on we can't ever be wrong about anything. And I know that like I can be like insanely stubborn and don't like to lose arguments. But I mean like in broader terms, admitting fault and like admitting that you made a wrong choice or like messed something up is fun. Oh, okay. And I How's think we that? need to get better at it. I How's think oh my god. Okay, so I think a lot of the time people don't want to admit that they're wrong or did something wrong because mm-hmm. I, they don't want to own up to that. They don't want to look like a loser. But if you're the mm-hmm. first one to say, like, I am a loser, I made a mistake, I fucked up, no one else, it takes all the power away from it. No one yeah, else. they can't use that against you. What I mean, truly, if I said, like, yeah, I didn't finish college, and then someone's like, hey, you didn't finish college, I'd be like, yeah, I know, I just said it. That's how I feel with the word faggot. I'm like, if I call myself that. Then my dad can call you that too. I would love for um, John to call me a faggot. Oh my God. What if my dad started like a cameo account and you could like have him call you slurs for your birthday? Speaking of, I asked, I asked, um, actually asked Joey and Alex when I was over there the other day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, what do you guys think would be good Patreon benefits? And <laughs> I forget who, it was. oh, I think Alex was like, you could roast your Patreons like a $3 tier where they send in a photo of themselves. And Claret calls them ugly. And we roast them on the podcast. And I was like, would people pay $3 for us to bully them? I wish. God, 16-year-old me is jumping for joy at the thought of that. I'm like getting paid to be a bitch? Cool. <laughs> Wait, we get paid to be bullies? We got your gift the other day. <gasps> Did you really? Yeah, it's on its way. Oh my god, what'd you get me? I got it from Nordstrom, I'll say that. Is it Gucci shoes? It could be Gucci shoes. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah. Is it the couch I want? <laughs> <laughs> it's an anthropology horse. <laughs> we got it's you the Denver horse. Airport, airport horse. <laughs> it's the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> It's a print of the mural on the Denver airport. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Like, there's nothing wrong with not having it all figured out. There's nothing wrong with making mistakes. There's nothing wrong with fucking it up and having to start over. Like, because one day you're going to be in a place that and you're going to be really happy and you're going to look back on the times that you were unhappy and unsure and realize that, like, those times needed to happen for you to everything, everything that happened previously got you to where you are and you're going to be really happy one day. 
So just like know that like that's going to come. I know this sounds pretty goofy, but something that like got me through as a health and wellness podcast, as a mental health expert, something that got me through some really (laughs) dark times was like, I feel like I could hear my future self. so serious. I really did, didn't I? As a mental I? health expert, and I was like, Period says. <laughs> Surprise, I actually did finish school. I have a PhD in brain science. Okay, so you're talking to your future self. That's real. Okay, I feel going. like I could feel my, fu- I feel like sometimes I can feel my future self telling me, like, it's going to be okay. So I think me you too. should retroactively, yeah. if you haven't, go back and talk to your future self, or to your past self. It's helpful. Yep. Yeah. And maybe they'll hear you. Maybe they will. Because also, yeah, I mean, that I feel like another word for like you feel your future self talking to you is trusting your gut and your instincts. Because too much of the time we don't do that. We like we have a gut instinct and then we overthink it. But I don't know, maybe maybe our I'm so high. Maybe our (laughs) gut instinct is our is our future self talking to us. Time is nonlinear. And with that, (laughs) Hilo Hero. Me me being like... (laughs) 2014, Nick, you are not going to die of AIDS. <laughs> and he will be outed as a neo-Nazi in Eugene Weekly. <laughs> I don't remember what we talked about for the first two hours of this. We talked a lot about Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. She's we my hero. About that's my te- for sure. We talked about my Tesla. Um, I don't know. Jeff might be my hero. Fuck. <laughs> your new landlord. <laughs> okay. My high. A, land- a landlord named Jeff. Oh, my God. Did you write that down? Which part? What? Did I write what down? I I wrote it down auditorially because we will be listening back. God. Oh, Oh okay. Sorry, guys. I'm going to start with my low. My low was the circus above me. The, I don't understand. I I feel like this is what it would be like to record a podcast in like downtown Manhattan. (laughs) I feel like I could have gone and sat in the middle of the street in New York City and had a similar audio experience today. Mm-hmm. My high is that Nick's going to make $4,000 off his Chevy Volt. <laughs> and my hero, as I said previously, big tie between Taylor Swift and um, Jeff. Absolutely. 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 Yes, yes absolutely. Nick, yes. tell me about your high, low, and your hero. Tell me about my high. My high's the Tesla. I'm so happy. I'm gonna have that car because it's so nice. It just Um, makes sense for you, like as someone who cares about like tech stuff. That just makes sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't like Elon Musk, um, but I enjoy his product. (laughs) You do have to blow him now that you own one of his cars. I'm a bootlicker. I'm a capitalist pig. (laughs) I am clearly a member of the bourgeois. And the proletariat will have their way with me. And I'll accept my fate the day it comes. Oh my Anyways. god, I, f- I forgot your dad's going to be my landlord. That just clicked with me. I get what's happening. Send me his properties. I want to see what I'm renting. Hmm. My second high is going to be Taylor Swift's album. Nick, you get one high and one high only. Sorry, forget I said that. Um, And my low is your upstairs neighbor's. <laughs> And my hero is future Nick for giving me gut instincts. Aww. Did we just figure out how time travel works? I think we did. Want to time travel right now? I'm kicking past me in the nuts. Let's say something to our past selves. Okay. Um, 
Well, let's try to listen to our future selves and write it down. What if we got really high together (gasps) and like meditated and tried to figure out what future us was saying? And then we'll just like instinct, like gut, write down a date. (gasps) Oh, that's smart. That's really smart. And then like seal the paper and then just set a reminder on on us, set a reminder on our calendars. So, yeah, my uh, that's that's yeah, my hero's future self. Future Nick. Whatever you do tonight, kids, just remember, it's going to be okay. Your future self is looking out for you, but no matter what. Well, you're going to have a gut instinct to spit, but you have to swallow. Period. You have to. All right, you guys know the drill. Me and Claire produce this thing. I do the sound mixing and editing, and music is from Anabolic Beats. Feel free to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BrainCellGirls. You can also visit our website at www.braincellgirls.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Curl, and you can follow Claire on Instagram at the Grease Trap Queen or on Twitter at Clar Smitty. Links are in the description. We also recently launched our Patreon, so if you want to support us and get some bonus content and ad-free episodes, feel free to click the link in the show notes and become a patron. Thank you to our immortal patrons, Laura Zimmerman, Ab Curtis, Teresa Graham, and Ryan. You guys keep the show possible. <laughs>